Okay, so we're back and we are going to cover ROP now. So this is Real Housewives of Potomac, season five, episode 19, the season finale titled Deck the Halls with Drama. Oh my gosh, we've officially covered an entire season of something. Oh, MG. Um, I mean, we saw the reunions, but still. Right, but we know we're going to get through them. So, what are you rating this episode? Again, I mean, call me Positive Patty over here, but <laughs> I'll just slap an A-plus on it. Why not? Call me Mrs. Claus, because I can agree with giving it an A-plus, too. I'm willing to do that, because there was a couple of scenes in which my jaw literally dropped. Mm-hmm. Quite, li- like, not even bullshitting you, like, and there was multiple times where I wanted to text you or like just FaceTime you, but I was like, let me know. I was saved for the pod. I know. That's what we, when we talked, guys, we talk off air sometimes. We talked off air yesterday and it was so hard. It's like Atlanta was easy not to talk about. Like, yeah, there were even some points in Atlanta I really wanted to talk about, but we could hold off this. I've been busting at the fucking seams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was super, super difficult. So we're not going to get as raunchy as we did. <laughs> Yeah, luckily we got that out the way. We've already right, talked about some right. very nasty shit. Yeah. Sorry that you all won't be privy to that. Um, but just know it was pretty nasty. It got okay. crazy. Yeah. But in either event, we're giving in the A plus and let's get into it. So, you know, the first opening scene is Giselle, her girls, they're decorating the tree. Well, the girls are decorating the tree and Giselle is being the overseer and um <laughs> barking orders as she barking likes to orders, do talking about we need to spread them out or whatever you know my thing as the great connie has said if you can do it better than me then you do it i don't want to hear you telling me to do this do that move it this way ah uh, you sure that looks good mm, nah. if you can do it better than me then you do it thank you very much she also brings up jamal again i guess again wants to prove that he's not living in her phone but like well, we know he is and I'm like, stop bringing Jamal up to these girls. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> None of them had a reaction when she said that. <laughs> they just looked dead in the eyes at that moment. As soon as they bring up the dad, there's a certain sadness that hits their eyes. They're like, I don't want to hear this right. shit, especially not on TV right now. And they all zoom in to Grace's face always when she brings up Jamal too. Because Grace is the one that gives the, the least of a fuck. Um, yeah, for some reason, Grace can't contain it as much as the twins. Probably because she's the <laughs> older one, and yeah. she's the ambassador. Yeah, she's so she just Gia. has to speak up. She's a Gia. She's seen too much. You know, she knows too much. You know, next part, doing a little montage, and Eddie and uh, his wife <laughs> are out. They're drinking shots for, I don't know what reason, but why not, I guess. Um, That was the most random interstitial. The most random, right? We're at this place called Abigail. We're looking. Apparently, it has a lot of cool lighting options and an amazing sound system. <laughs> and we know that. Note the sound system. Right. <laughs> right. Note that they said that the sound system is amazing. And they're going to have a holiday party here. And it's going to be open bar. We began the season with a cash bar. And we're ending with an open bar. Right. It's the irony that the, the broke is one of them all is having... The open bar, but it's fine. Although when Robin, 
Yeah, when Robin said that she was having like a Winter Wonderland party, Giselle was like, oh, I love those. So she made it seem like Robin doesn't have this often, but Robin said that they have a Christmas party like every year. So I don't really know like what. The photo she used from the party was just her and her son. I'm like, where are all the people? Is it, a... <laughs> <laughs> Is it just a Dixon family party? It's just like one picture of her and Juan in front of a tree and nobody behind them. And then a picture of her and her son, nobody behind them. I'm like, okay. It must have been just a four-person party, maybe six if the in-laws came. Right. I was just like, okay. And then, then we get to like this interview because the producer is asking Giselle uh, some of the details with Juan's upcoming proposal. And Giselle's like, I don't know. I'm going to call Juan. And I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, as Juan starts talking, she starts like playing with her hair and she tilts her head to the side. She's like, I'm good. I'm good. How you feeling? I was like, yo, <laughs> relatable content. <laughs> I was getting turned on when he was just talking about like just got done with a good workout. I was like, ooh, ooh, feeling ooh, great. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> feeling great, you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he was like, What's up, G? I was like, ah! So they were talking, and then obviously when it gets into the point of where he was supposed to be explaining something, the connection got lost. And that seems to be a trend tonight. Um and I was like, it just, it feels also very telling that she lost connection with Juan at that, that moment. Yeah, and also, I, which, was he going to tell her the whole plan? I guess she was really in this engagement with him, I guess, planning that. <sighs> Beats me, I guess so. Because it was the exact ring we saw, except for I didn't know that he did change. Like you said, the diamond was pink or the fake diamond would be pink. It was pink instead of the yellow that we had seen. So he took her orders exactly. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. Don't ask the best friend to come and give you some help and then don't take it. Yeah. So the next scene, we're with Monique and she is with her therapist. And they're using words like put together and explore and, you know, keep therapy words. And check in. and, And this is where I have to just stop for a minute and say... I'll be the one to say it. I don't like Monique's hair like this. I don't either. I don't like that piece that she keeps putting on. I don't like it. Because that like really like top heavy bun style is like very like circa like 2010. Yeah, it's giving me very much so sock bun. Like I did that in high school, you know what I mean? But like I would never do that again. Like that's just not in style now. And I've seen Monique give me better hair looks. Top knot or bust? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm not really feeling this, but I, I just had to say that. I know it's controversial to talk about black women's hair, but I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm black, so I can't. And what's crazy is throughout this scene, I was just sitting here thinking about this lady. I'm like, where do I know this lady from? And then it was Ashley's therapist, of course. <laughs> They're literally joined at the hip, these people. I, I can't even deal. Wow. Fast friends. Hopefully they don't fall out. They probably will. and you know they're just like talking about they really get into the nitty gritty I guess about why Monique reacts to shit the way she does when she was younger she grew up in an all white town she was the only black person so she didn't fit in that way and then they moved to a more predominantly black neighborhood and then but she's you know quote unquote talk white thing and so she didn't fit in that way either and so her lashing out just comes from her always having her guard up and never feeling like 
she fits in, that she feels like she always had to prove herself to these ladies. And it is true. She did have to prove herself to these ladies. Like, particularly, like, Giselle was really ready to, like, never like her anyway. I took out my violin on this scene. I could give a shit. She was giving a lot of excuses for why she reacts the way she reacts. I don't give a fuck about that. It's just so... Right. I wasn't, like, mentioning this because I particularly, like, you know... I'm sympathetic, but it's not really an excuse. One, because you're a grown-ass woman with kids. And this is my problem with people. And I know this is the difference between, like, our generation and, like, you know, Monique's and even, like, uh, above her's generation. That therapy wasn't really, like, the norm. But I just think it's pretty crazy how you can get married and have kids and, and not even know facets of yourself. I don't give myself that luxury. I'm very self-aware. You know what I mean? I'm really always willing to check myself. So I can't imagine going through life not having checked yourself. And I just don't have any sympathy because I'm just uh, really, as much as I maybe I should, because I'm just like, yo, like you're grown, like with kids, like you don't know that, you know, certain things bother you that you're always triggered or that you have a wall up or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how does that still give you the, I, it just still isn't an excuse and I'm tired of the we're apologizing to our pastor and crying we're apologizing to the therapist and crying and then in the private conversation you know the whatchamacallit the confessional you're like uh uh-uh, uh fuck that bitch I will do it again you know shit like that or when it comes to Candace face to face like you're like fuck that bitch I'll do it again like Two things that are interesting to me. One about that whole, like, I would do it again. People are trying to say it's the timeline of, like, these confessionals were filmed way after. The... It doesn't matter. If what you did was wrong, you did what was wrong six months ago, it was wrong 10 years later, it's wrong. How the fuck you change your perspective on it? That doesn't make any sense to me. Secondly, I'll put it this way. I've been the black, white girl growing up, and I'm in therapy, and I haven't even talked about it yet. Not to say everyone's life is that but there are bigger fish to fry and that cannot be what is keeping you up at night and making you a vicious person that won't add up for me i myself have been that that black girl too i've been both <laughs> like monique also i've been in a predominantly black and i've been in predominantly white right that's a story that a lot of us have so join the fucking club what does that matter because then the producer says so now that you've been to therapy now that you've been through all of this Are you remorseful for what happened? I'm remorseful for my actions. But I'm not sorry for defending myself. And I remember when I felt like I needed to. And I remember like writing like in my little notes, I was like, yuck at that whack ass statement. What the fuck does that even mean? I was like, there's nothing that pisses me off more than a non-apology apology. I'm realizing about myself. Like, there's nothing that pisses me off more. I'd rather you just not apologize. But don't give me... That's what's so funny. It took you months to... It took you months to get to that realization? To not even be 100% in the apology? It took you months of quote-unquote therapy and talking to your pastor and praying on it and talking to this this therapist bitch for you to be like, I'm not sorry, basically. Because how can you be remorseful for your actions, but then not sorry that you had to, de- that you felt like you needed to defend yourself? Then you're not remorseful for your actions. They say it's not what the other person does, it's how you react. 
So what does it matter? You're in a world full of people. If you can't control yourself with how people act, you don't know how to act. Like your whole life experience as a human being, and this is particularly more for some than others, but for majority, like pretty much all of us, like our life is about interacting with other human beings. That's pretty much the gist of how we're living. And we can get even into like spiritual esoteric meanings behind like you know the like complications behind that but like the main point is that like you are not here on this planet on your own everything you do even if you are a fucking loner you at some point have to interact with somebody else why can't you interact with people is what i'm not getting here exactly so what are you saying and it's not even like fucking up is an issue like people you're gonna fuck up that's just how it is but for you to like continue to not be remorseful and like be kind of like proud about it is very distasteful i don't mind if you're not remorseful and i really felt like you did what you needed to do but there's multiple of us telling you that you you didn't do what you needed to do (laughs) like you did something that like didn't need to happen so it's just bizarre um and again, it's not any way that I would react to somebody I feel like that I once called a friend. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, I've had a friendship go south before, but I don't even know if I would still be on the wave that she's on. So, and in either event, I'm glad the season's over because I'm tired of her going to therapy and pretending like she's sad and apologetic about shit, only for her to be like, I'm not. Like trying to convince herself from so many different angles, but she's unconvincible. And, so whatever. Right. And and as Taria had mentioned on her Instagram and her Twitter, it's just coming across like very, you know, hypocritical. Like you just you're just exposing your own hypocrisy at this point. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like why are you like continuing to do this? Right. Taria, you're right. <laughs> Taria, we agree. So the next scene. Oh gross. <laughs> I'm so fucked up anyway we're with Ashley and Michael and Dean and they're taking pictures because Dean is five months and what I actually just said yuck to was the point where like Michael like laid down next to Dean it was like taking pictures with them I was like cringe I hated that cringe Dean looks a little less like Michael now at five months yeah. than he did at the premiere right but i saw a recent picture of picture of him and it wasn't like you know yeah i seen a the pregnancy announcement picture so yeah i'm not speaking on that i'm just speaking on just right now yeah right here he's looking fine so they go to put him down to bed and ashley goes to pumping again like she usually does michael says yeah he's getting a little feisty he's going through a grilled spurt i'm like ugh See, I don't know that he is the fucking mastermind, but they have a weird wig shifting shift wigs moment. Um, yeah, where Michael was trying to hate on the wigs. I'm like, your wife has worn some of the most deplorable wigs I've ever seen, so watch your mouth. You're also a white man. One, you're a man, but you're also a white man. You can't speak on black hair at all. I didn't like that. And I asked her to gloss over like really quickly. Like, she never, like, I feel like she, like, rarely, like, says what he needs to hear it's so weird Mike you know Michael you know what he strikes me as 
I think I'm about to crack the case on a fucking relationship right now. She's looking for somebody who's like mature and like a father figure. Maybe that's not what she outwardly thinks that she wants, but it's what she needs because clearly, like, her dad wasn't around and then her mom was a fucking joke. Sorry, Miss Sheila. And Michael's also a doppelganger for her father, but anyway. You know what I mean? So she clearly, what she needs, I should say, not even wants, what she needs is somebody who's like more mature and and can give her the stability that she never had. And in, in a way, Michael is also looking for stability. But Michael is doing it in a way where I feel like he's like, he's like that kid that's like the class clown. That's like always like lashing out or doing some random shit to get attention. You know what I mean? But it's really just because they want somebody to put restrictions on them. They they want somebody to give them boundaries, to give them rules in a way. Um, because they feel like they need that grounding. They need that um, that kind of restriction. But Ashley is unable to do that because she doesn't know what restriction and boundaries and grounding is. And so they're both kind of looking for the same thing. They're going about it in different ways. She's trying to look for it, for that through him. And he's trying to get that out of her by lashing out and doing, I don't know, sleeping with everybody on the fucking block. Um, and they're not, neither of them are really getting what they need. So again, I say this to say, like, as we've been saying, I'm not, I won't be shocked when they get a divorce. And I say when, because it's inevitable. Ashley brings up the fact that um, basically cracked the case on Karen and <laughs> exposed Karen for wanting to invite Monique to the, the wig party, et cetera, et cetera. And how Candace was very, very upset by that. And then Michael says, of course, victim, you know, Candace gets to be a victim for another day, which also isn't his place, but we understand that he hates her. And he said that was good for her. And then again, Ashley doesn't say anything. So again, like he keeps doing these things and kind of like pressing these things that were like, you should be kind of giving somebody like a pump your brakes. But she just go like glosses over it. And I don't know if she's doing it. Especially. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Especially on camera for him to be saying this type of shit. I think it's truly just his Scorpio. They love to be corrected and they love to, they for someone do. to tell them that their boundaries because they love to push the boundaries yes. and just see how much they can get away with and that's with her you can get away with people. it all yeah and that's what i keep and 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 i mean not that i encourage this from anybody but if you're trying to attract a scorpio into your life <laughs> do not let them press against your boundaries do not let them cross your boundaries you gotta lay they want somebody to lay down the law for them I'm sorry. That's Yeah, the moment you put your foot down is the moment they will take you to bed and feed you to the mattress. Are you kidding? Like, you want this to be loyal to you? All you gotta do is put your fucking foot down and they will never leave you alone after that. I promise you. Well, the, the trouble that we run into here <laughs> is that they're really good at pushing your buttons. They know exactly what to say that will, like, really get you riled up so that you react in like an emotional way rather than react in the I'm giving you I'm grounding you way which is what they really need you see what I'm saying um and, and in that regard I kind of feel bad for them because it's like you're doing you're pushing this person's buttons because you want them to ground you but then you also end up like making them mad and like anger them so then they end up like <laughs> lashing out at you it's set. like it, it's just a, a dark twisted cycle with that so it's just like, I don't know if she's just not 
maybe she's just not pressing the issue because they're on camera. Maybe the, maybe it's the opposite effect. Like they're on camera, so she doesn't want to like say anything. But what is she gonna write a laundry list of things he said on camera and address them off camera? Right <laughs> I don't know. Like, are they cutting out when she's addressing it? I don't think so. So <laughs> it's just hmm. And this is why it's really tough. And this is why Scorpio and Gemini couples do not work out because the Gemini will let anything fucking slide and they love to talk about shit and, sh- you know, shoot the shit with anybody. But in terms of grounding people, it's not really a Gemini's domain. Let's be clear. So, in either event. And then she just kind of excuses it, if anything, because then she's like, Michael's just like really upset because she tried to rake him through the coals. All she said was that Michael made a comment about wanting to suck a sausage. That was true. And yeah, she said karma was a bitch, but it is. So, and also you're mad at Chris for saying you're nasty. Again. You are. You got caught on camera assaulting staff twice. You've gotten caught in the media, not home next to your wife. If this is baseball, you would have been out of the fucking game. So it's not like anyone, you can be, I guess, maybe mad at them for bringing it up, but like you keep doing it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, these are things that you're actively doing. I mean, beats me. It's an excuse for him to have a feud with that couple. I figured that's the excuse he was going to try to use, which is baloney. But you know what could have stopped all this had you not been nasty? It would be nothing to talk about. Right, but he can't, he's not going to do that, right? Of course. And you could try to end your season on a high note, um, but you don't feel like that clearly because isn't your storyline this season, I'm remorseful for what I've done, look at me be a better person? Wasn't that whole dinner with Sheila and Uncle Lump supposed to confirm that? And this was really the start of the scene where I said, that there, when I texted you, know, I was like, or maybe we were talking about it, and I was like, there's a character that's in rare form. And by rare, I didn't mean like, you know, he's never been messy before, but it was rare. Like he was really like, something was up his ass. <laughs> Cause he was in a, he was in a messy mood. Cause it starts right here. So <laughs> wait, we love to bring up VPR and let me bring this up. He's giving me very much so that episode last season of Jax when he finally decides that he's done doing this facade yeah. and he <laughs> we've done trying just to get gives back. it up. Yeah, not even that. I'm talking about like the last season when it was him and Brittany after they got married. Remember that one episode he lost it on Kristen about like you were fucking that guy and sending texts and he was like tweaking out and he had clearly had some booger sugar allegedly and he was off one it was him done being like oh my dad had changed me and my dad lives within me he said fuck that I'm actually tired of that narrative I would love to be a horrible person again <laughs> right I would love to be the person <laughs> I am which is horrible um and Michael definitely had Jack's energy in this episode where he was like let me just burn it all down definitely. I don't even give a shit and when we get to the party we'll we'll discuss what drugs we think Michael was on because he was definitely on something much more than just alcohol let's be very clear people um, and as we say on our show, we like to talk astrology and plastics. And with plastics, we know a couple of medicinals, okay? And I know that he was, in fact, on something else because he was really fucking tweaking. But it starts here. So Ashley brings up Juan and basically that she knows that Juan is going to propose. 
And why don't you take us through Michael's reaction? Okay, so Mickey <laughs> very adamantly claims that he knows for a fact that there is no possible way on this earth that Juan would be proposing to Robin, the mother of his children. My mouth chopped open at that moment. And she said, how do you know, Ashley? You know, prodding. He said, it's not And Michael's... Sorry, I'm sorry. He just locked eyes with her. (laughs) It was like, it's not possible. I know it for a fact. And it was... And he's chilling in and of himself. So the way he delivered that, though, he's so passionate. You know how he gets about his wand. So he's like, look, that's my buddy. That's my boy. I know everything about him. And what I do know is that he wouldn't be proposing, A, without telling me, and B... I know some things that you don't know. So Ashley's trying to prod it out of him and he's not giving it up. Just like a Scorpio, he loves his secrets. And it's better if you know I have the secret, but I won't tell you. Right, exactly. I'm going to tell you enough so that you know I got it, but I won't tell you what it really was. So that prompted me to think, is Juan gay? And everyone, we talked about this offline, so we won't really go too far, but what can be assumed is that he has experimented allegedly and we'll keep that we'll keep going and we'll just keep it there but just know that i'm sorry and i shouldn't by erasure is definitely a thing i'm gonna say is one bisexual that being said because karen has also alluded to something about one too especially that one saying things like when he's drunk so i'm just really curious what's going on here but anyway like i said like my mouth like physically like when i say it really dropped open over that scene like it really dropped open like i couldn't believe it because michael was busting at the scenes we haven't he, seen this much life in michael's eyes in, in years the the most life you see in his eyes is when he's talking about Juan. he's talking about Juan, <laughs> which leads me to believe that maybe this number one Look, I get a lot of light in my eyes when I talk about him too. I get it. Yeah, but you're not saying on camera that you want to suck his sausage. I would though. He did say it on camera. <laughs> That's why he said it off camera. He said, wait, well, I'll wait till these mics come off and I'll tell you how I really feel. <laughs> wow. Wow, Michael. So but yeah, he can't even contain himself and he lets it go. So he was like, yeah, I shouldn't even oh. said that. But you did. Messy bitch. Juan's definitely gonna grab you by the collar for this, but you'll like it. Anyway. <laughs> but that is what you want. So. <laughs> there was like a weird like it wasn't even an interstitial, but I'm gonna call it an interstitial with Candace and her mom. I didn't really like pay attention to what happened. I don't know if there's anything you wanna add to that. All I know is that her mother wants to come live with her, which was surprising. She's like, you have two other kids. Can you get away from me? And I hear that. I understand parents being obsessed with you because I'm the child that my parents are obsessed with, in my opinion. Um, And, you know, maybe every child feels like that, but I really do. I I can vibe with that. The next scene, it's like Karen and Ray, and they're talking about that text. Um... But she told Monique to come at 4 and told Candace to come at 6.30. Right, so she sent the screenshots of the whole group chat to let them know these are the facts and stop talking bad on my name. Um, which is fair. Needs to happen. Then we see a big-ass two days later. 
screen. And then we see Karen is on, I don't even know if it was, was it HSN? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, she's on she went HSN, to Florida, yeah. Beauty Report with Amy Morrison. And she's talking about Ladam. And let's just talk about the facts of this Ladam. So for Ladam, 3.4 fluid ounces and a 0.2 fluid ounce of the perfume set. The retail value is $105. The HSN price was $70. The feature price was $59.95. And the six flex pay <laughs> was $9.99, free shipping and handling. So is the six flex pay like you just pay this in six installments or something? Like what does that mean? I don't really know. HSN talk. Um, yeah, that's like you know on the infomercials when they're like, you can have this with four easy payments of twenty nine ninety nine. It's like one of those. Um, but I'm just screaming because HSN is where you get the real bucks. They, I don't know what it is about that channel where they have such a loyal following a that I don't really see them do much. It, yeah. yeah, where I don't see them do much promotion, but everyone knows that if you go on HSN, it's a fucking cash cow. Uh, it's something. crazy. Well, obviously, everybody who watches Housewives, we've seen um, Rena on Beverly Hills on HSN. Like, it's just a thing. It's a cash cow. It, they just, there's really women that are sitting and watching HSN and waiting for their dream product to come on by. There was actually a movie based on it with um, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence, right? Joy or whatever. Yeah, um, Joy. Yeah. A woman who made her whole fortune. But it's amazing. It. Yeah, it's amazing when Lisa Rinna had said, like, when her agent presented her with this, they were like, you could tell Harry to stop taking the roles he doesn't want to take anymore. This will feed your children for decades. Insane. Wow. And she made money. These, I mean, not as much money because she was on soaps, but she made a decent amount of money. I mean, and these women are selling out all their products in, like, 10 minutes. It's, like, really ridiculous. If that. <sighs> wow. Who knew? Anyway. Who knew? So the next scene, we have Robin and Juan, and they're in therapy. Um, I like that therapy's becoming normalized, clearly. Everyone, uh, at least on the black shows, <laughs> are um, going to therapy. They do it on all, almost all of the shows, really. Um, do I want to see you going to therapy on camera? No, because it's not appropriate, but it's better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> I would hope that you would keep it to yourself, but whatever. But I'm, I want to say for this particular season, I feel like every single person was in therapy at some point. <laughs> um, every single person and or couple. Yeah, the only person we didn't see was Wendy and Giselle. Who needs it? Mm-hmm. Chris Daniels could have been there to support his wife. Also. Well, he went to the pastor thing, so I guess that counts as therapy. Either way, so they're discussing, you know, their relationship. And I, all, the only note I made was that I don't know how I feel about their session and their situation. I didn't like the way he snapped at her when he was like, don't act like our marriage was perfect. Like, I didn't say anything about our marriage being perfect. She asked me, were you there? And I said, no, because you weren't. So how are you going to get mad? Like, I wasn't there because you gave me a reason not to be there. What? If we were both unhappy. Don't spin it like that. Right. And I had to raise two kids. So what does that mean? You got to be off living your dream and doing your passion and fucking hoes. And whoever else is. Luckily, Robin ended up crying in the end and loving it. She's like, I've, you've come so far. I'm so proud of you. I was just, I don't know. I don't, 
he tricked her into that one because she really did have a point and then she had to cry and release it in another way and explain it off as I'm so proud of him that's why I'm crying when I would be crying because I didn't like the way he just spoke to me <laughs> that's what I was just saying like the only takeaway that I had with that was that I don't know what to take away with that like I didn't feel like to me it didn't feel like a resolution had been really made or conclusion had been come to or you know we were going to be stronger this time around like it didn't I don't know I just felt very peculiar about that scene um the affection didn't even feel real to me like she rubbed his arm a little bit but it wasn't did you see his face when he said when she asked him what was missing and he said affection how he was staring off in the distance looking like he was thinking of someone else did you see that look he was in a daze as if he was like taken back to like the person he feels the most affection with and it wasn't the person right next to him. Right, like affection, like disturbing. I've never gotten that from Robin, period. You know, like even when shit was good. Like Right, then go get be with who somebody who's like gonna that? be lovey dovey in the way you need. And this is why, like, again, I talk about And that's very Libra of him need someone that's super affectionate like that. And go find then it. Go get that. You're not gonna find it in your opposite sign, the Aries. I'm sorry. like that's not how they roll they'll insult you before they fucking give you a hug and that's just how they are like it's not anything personal they truly insult the love it's just weird to me like when you have these expectations of somebody that you know they're not willing or capable of giving or have never gave before anyway. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like if somebody's not comfortable being affectionate, like overly affectionate, or has never been overly affectionate, why are you sitting here looking at me for affection? Exactly what I'm saying. Like he's dreaming of someone else. Go be with Go her. Go be with that person then. Don't continue to drag Robin through this. And Robin, stop shackling yourself to this man i don't know what kind of spiritual bondage you're in with this man i don't know what kind of blood ties y'all fucking did but it's time to let it go let the mouse go and i feel like that's why i felt like i was like i don't know how to take this scene because it didn't feel like to me that it should have (laughs) culminated in a in an engagement and I obviously just have Michael also reverberating in the back of my mind. I'm just like, oh my God, like, there's something they're not telling us. There is a colonial woman churning butter on the airplane. Like, there's something they're not telling us. So we'll see if they'll be in an eternal engagement. We'll see how long that lasts. But um, it's not looking great in terms of the real root of their relationship and solving what was the reason of them getting a divorce. It's looking like the Libra is going to just suck up shit again, only for them to explode later, which is... Only for Robin to have to be the one to file for fucking <laughs> I was say, Which is a Libra MO, in case anybody's wondering, and obviously we saw that with um, Monique already. So. Which is why Monique is, like, kind of refusing to apologize about the Candace situation, because I feel like she already felt like she took so many L's in life in general <laughs> like she and, and to an extent I do agree like she's probably just sucked it up once many times but that's not Candace's fault Candace just happened to be the person that you blew up on when it was time for you to blow up you blew up on her and so by Monique having to apologize for that it's kind of invalidating 
what she felt was a valid reason to blow up. It was valid that she blew up because that's eventually what happens when anyone's holding shit in for that long. But it wasn't valid that you blew up on Candace. I've said it before and I will continue to say like the person that she should have blew up on obviously was her fucking husband because that's who she had the majority of the issues with. Because none of these cheating rumors would have even fucking started if your marriage was as happy as you were proclaiming it to be. And I will say again, cheating rumors are not on Chris's end. People were saying that Monique was cheating. And I feel like when the when they say the woman is cheating, it was probably true. <laughs> it, that's really an accusation that's just thrown out there on a woman's perspective, I should say. And that's all I'll say on that, which was a lot. <laughs> so anyway, with next scene, Giselle has a lot of makeup on for like to just be in her bedroom. The makeup looks good, but it was just it struck me because I was like, well, she has like a full like smoky eye. Um, it's just more interstitials. We're going in between different people. We see Juan. He's getting ready. We see Robin's outfit. Wasn't that impressed. It was ill-fitting as her son unhelpfully pointed out. Um, <laughs> And this is when I realized the party was also going to be juicy besides the promos we've seen mm-hmm. is the fact that it low-key started halfway through the episode i was like oh there's a lot going right. on there it's going to be the whole end of the episode right. okay candace is in the car warming up doing a weird thing chris is being supportive as per usual We're, of course she's singing right we found out that robin's asking her to sing at this event that was nice i guess it was really nice to let her debut her go-go premiere right Candace is still saying that she feels played by Karen, and so Chris encourages her to have, you know, a talk, whatever. Can we talk about Giselle has on a necklace that looks like the neck of a beer funnel? Well, Giselle has a necklace that looks like a beer funnel, <laughs> so what the fuck is Cal wearing also? I, I don't even know. Cal's jacket was so alarming to me, and I like Cal, but I didn't like that. I would have expected more from the gay best friend, but that's just me. And he put on a baseball cap with it. If you're going to wear a sequin Liberace jacket, you have to go for it with the whole outfit. How do you have on your regular uniform a black t-shirt, jeans, and a, a baseball cap with a fun, crazy, hideous Why are you wearing a hat to a baseball cap to a party? Period. It's like a party and an actual function. Like, if it's just like a house party, then like, yeah, whatever. But this is like an actual party. And people are dressed up. It's the finale. You didn't have time to get a haircut you you do hair you didn't have your time to shape yourself up to be ready for this party right so Giselle's obviously super excited because she goes over to Juan she's like oh my god like when's gonna happen why do you do it he's like I'm just gonna wing it like basically not trying to give her any details um which I'm not mad at but she don't need to know all of it okay she wants to be so involved in this whole engagement she wants to know play by play how many times are you gonna ask him what's going on you already called and asked me you know what's going on. It's probably going to happen tonight at this event. Well, you know what's going to happen tonight at this event. Why don't we all be shocked and surprised? Hmm? So Ashley and Michael walk in. Ashley has this super severe pulled back pony. And obviously, if you know remotely what Ashley looks like, a super severe pulled back pony is probably not the style she should be in. But uh, it's accentuating a certain in feature she shouldn't be accentuating but that's okay 
Love and light. Accentuate is not even a word. Extend. Is yeah, she, what she needs <laughs> is what Amra does from Amrezy and like fills in like her, you know, the edges a little bit with some some powder. Specifically, some cypress umber from the Modern Renaissance Anastasia Beverly Hills palette. I feel like that would have worked perfectly. But uh, also, it's Winter Wonderland theme. Why is Robin's dress red? That's not Winter Wonderland. Maybe it was going for Christmassy. I don't know. I never. I've been like dressing ill fitting anyway because you shouldn't be able to see her bra, but you can't. Um. That's what happens when you try to dress out your comfort zone, you know? There had to have been so many better, more, better, more. There had to have been so many other outfits we could have done. So then Michael and Giselle get into like this weird conversation about Jamal. <laughs> Messy Michael. Well, let's just talk about the fact that earlier she mentioned that Jamal wasn't going to be able to make it because it's Saturday night. Okay. Hmm? As in and I know to... pastors that have been at parties on Saturday nights and make it to the pulpit Sunday morning. He could take a red eye. It's not even a red eye. It's not that far. He can take a flight and be tired in the pulpit tomorrow. Just for your finale, he hasn't shown up for shit else. He, he owes you one because he missed the last engagement. First of all, he could have been there the whole of Saturday with you and then showed up maybe for the first two hours of the party and then left. If time was like really that much of a concern. He couldn't even do that. He lives in your phone, and you're mad that Karen pointed that out because he does. And Michael's like, he should be up here, right? And all this, other... it was just much. And she felt like she was being attacked because she, she normally does. And when people are bringing up the fact that he never sees her, they are attacking her, but rightfully so. Because you want to be in everyone else's fucking business about everything else. You would do it too. And so then Robin brings up, did you see the group chat? We see Karen's text. It says, my flight from HSN in Florida was delayed due to mechanical problems. I've been in the airport all day. I've just landed in DC. Not sure I'll be able to make it to the party. I'll update you shortly. And the ladies were like, yeah, whatever. She's trying to avoid the conversation. And then Karen, um, and then Robin's like, well, I don't really want her here anyway. I didn't really feel like that was, I don't really feel like that was like Karen saying, like trying to avoid a situation. But okay. They look for any excuse she has for anything as a lie. Yo, so of they're reading into this. We say like, yo, I've been out on the street and like I just got hit by a car and they're like, yeah, like she worked and shit that whole thing. She just didn't want to like drink with us. Whoa. Yeah, so they're so upset and they talk so much shit on her name that it makes it seem like when she comes in later, like damn, I shouldn't even come. It's like they talk so much shit and be praying on her downfall and don't believe anything that she says. But then be mad when she be mad. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Y'all can't see why this woman feels attacked all the time? And I know that I'm a Karen sympathizer. I know. I'm unapologetic with it. She's been poorly behaved this season, but in the grand scheme of things, I still like Karen. But even I... Like, that aside, I could still be like, wow, like, you bitches don't give Karen a chance. You know, Michael's claiming that he don't do liquor anymore. Um, and they flash back to a party where he would say, yeah, I would suck his dick. Or, yeah, I would suck. <laughs> I'm sorry, suck his sausage. But Robin reported it back as, yeah, I would suck his dick. And so we know 
one, we know from that montage that obviously tonight's gonna be messy anyway. But two, we also know that like he's claiming that he's not drinking, but like that that further compounds the idea that he was on something else. Because if he claims that he's not really drinking liquor and he was acting the way he was acting. That's why I think he realized halfway through the night that he needed the liquor because what he was on is the type of thing where you need liquor to even you out. Right. And so the whole time he, I don't, I, Miss will come and he said here. Oh, he said, so is Candace going to perform or something? <laughs> and then both Robin and, um, you know, Ashley were like, oh my God, like, and then Ashley's like, clearly like, I gotta like, you know, Keep an eye on Michael tonight. Keep an eye on Michael tonight because he's in rare fucking form. Again, not chastising him where he needs to be. You put him in his place, which is what he so desperately wants you to do. He wants her to do what, what fucking Juan does later. Right. <laughs> but she can't perform for you like that. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, the person that they're talking about walks into the room, Candace, and um, her man and I specifically made a note to say where is Candace's waist? Where is it? Where is she it? She doesn't have one. It's not. It's error 404 cannot be fucking found. Like it is not there. Definitely an inactive URL. It is not there at all. Oops. Something went wrong. And I'm wrong. so jealous. It's not there. I felt I was insulted almost seeing her shape. Just a great shape. Wow. You can wear whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you have that. Because there's a lot of other problems that you have in your life. So the least that you could have is a nice body. Um, Candy walks. <laughs> Wendy walks in. <laughs> and her husband. She has on this, you know, Chanel hat. She has to have some sort of design of finery on. I'll let her know that. I don't know if it's real. Of all the brands, I will say that I tend to feel like Chanel is never real. Yeah, Louis is the most imitated of all the brands, but Chanel, I think, is number three, if I'm remembering the facts correctly. But for some reason, I'm willing to believe people, depending on the Louis bag, I'm willing to believe people's Louis might be real, but I'm never willing to believe their Chanel is real. I don't know what it is, especially if you have like that huge Chanel flat bag i'm like mm. yeah if it's that quilted bag it's always fake you know what i mean i'm always like this 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 might be fake <laughs> i was just i don't know why I, I never believe it and it could be real but i just never believe it is that hat just looked cheap in a way so and there's another thing someone had a chanel cluster pearl who was it I think it was uh, Mary from Salt Lake City. And I was like, that's not real. And that Gucci cap she wore in her um, house that other episode was also very fake. <laughs> very fake. I'm like, the point of, like, you can wear it fake, but, like, it's supposed to look real. You know what I mean? Like, don't, what's the point of buying fake that looks fake? I'll never understand you it. Might as well just got something, like, a cap from, like, Aldo or something. You know what I mean? I'm just, like, looking at the Chanel brooch. It's, like, not real. So, anyway, so they're all sitting around. They're talking about, ooh, who other than Karen because that's all they can talk about um obviously Wendy's anti-Karen anyway so I don't know why we're asking her her opinion on anything um she said this is a pattern of practice from Karen she's not your friend she's fake as hell especially to Candace (laughs) 
then there's also another side conversation with Ashley talking to Giselle about her conversation with Michael about Juan and um, you know this Robin proposal I don't know why Ashley felt the need to tell Giselle that tidbit but she did so Giselle decides that she needs to go grab (laughs) Michael and kind of gets to the bottom of it do you feel like you agree with her getting Michael or do you feel like she should have just like ignored the whole situation for the TV show she had to get Michael and especially the way he was acting tonight, he must be gotten. And we must hear what Michael has to say. Right. So basically he says, I love this guy, which, okay. And so she's like, I asked, he's like, I just asked Juan, is this the big night? And he was like, no, it's just a normal night. So then we know that that's going to prompt Giselle to like, she's already like fucking foaming at the mouth. So obviously this just prompts her to <sighs> feel some type of way so annoying because she's just one of those people who's like you know exactly what's going to happen you know what's happening how many times are you going to ask details how many details do you need to know can you fucking relax and just let the evening unfold why do you feel like you have to orchestrate the evening this is not your evening like you literally have zero to do with this like yeah you help them pick out the ring but like that's that's where your help stops ma'am and that's because I asked you to help me. Right. It's not because I included you would have been I didn't involved have to anyway. Mention this at all to you, but I did. Um, and Michael, give it up. He didn't tell you. I'm sorry. I feel bad for you that you feel like you were the first that you were supposed to know. He should have asked you, but he didn't ask for her hand in marriage from you. And I'm sorry. Like you feel like you were supposed to be the one, but uh. What I also was, like, annoyed by is, like, okay, you're focused on the fact that Juan didn't, like, you know, the Juan is, like, oh, didn't really tell him, like, we're getting married. Da, da, da. I'm, like, the real tea here is that Michael is saying that they would never, ever get married, and he refuses to say why he feels that way. That's what I want to know. Yeah. I've already hypothesized that maybe they did something together, or maybe this is just simply, like, Michael just having a big... <laughs> crushed on Juan and so he can't fathom the idea of losing him to Robin even though Robin's always been in the picture um, and you're married and you're married uh, <laughs> I, honestly I don't even see them as like a real marriage so <laughs> there's that they're all arrangements here arrangements there arrangements everywhere this is the most arranged marriage partnership franchise wendy and her husband definitely and chris and candace yeah definitely as well um wendy maybe the curse plays a role we don't know but (laughs) if the curse plays a role then we would have to take her out the running so ashley tries to get this information out of michael again he's not giving it up she said do i have to grow a dig and then you'll tell me and i'm like yeah who's gonna tell you yeah (laughs) that's exactly what you need to do I wonder if there's a woman on this earth that Michael truly respects. Mm, I don't know. Probably not. I'm having a really weird feeling there's not a one. <laughs> He's a scary cat. So, anyway. Sharice walks into the party. Um, she has on this sparkly red number that I wish Robin had had on instead because 
it just would have been fitting better if she wanted to wear a red dress. That would have been better look, but whatever. I also hate those dresses, though. I do, too, but I, I hate what she has on more. Her dress kind of reminds me of the dress Ramona tried to wear that, like, that material and that weird shade of reddish, whatever it is. It was very much so what Ramona wore to her, like, 60th with her 50 best girlfriends. Right. So this next scene, I'm not going to lie, I skipped past it. And I skipped past it just because I just... <sighs> it's hard to watch. It was hard for me to watch. Um, and what I'm referring to is Candace was supposed to be her special moment, just riddled with technical difficulties. And I don't think she sounded bad. I just think the music was bad. And also they make a note. Yeah, she did sound good acapella, honestly. Right. But fuck them for saying their sound system was top tier when that's not even what they <laughs> offer. They Noked offer drinks. When they say the sound system is amazing and it's clearly not. Um, but also note that they pan to Michael and he's asking for, what was that, a Corona? Um, so know that he is now in fact drinking. They cut to Michael at the bar all evening. He rarely leaves that. Because he was lurking over there. And I'm lurking is really the only word that I can really use. So she's doing an acapella, which is cool, but like, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm like, the point of go-go is that I have the fucking music. I'm like, that is the essence of it. Like, I, you know, acapella go-go. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so in any way, everyone's loving it. It's great. You know, Ashley doesn't want to give her her props. She's like, you, can, you can't go wrong with a go-go B, you can even yodel to a go-go hit, and then there'll be a hit. And... Okay. <laughs> That's fine. We can't expect everybody to be our supporter, I guess. Juan lets Robin make her announcement where she's thanking everyone for coming to her holiday party, our holiday party. And then he walks up and says he has something to say, which she automatically is taken aback by because he's definitely one of those guys who just stands there. She makes the announcement and he says nothing. So he decides to take this moment to propose to her. And, you know, he just applauds her for being the rock in their family. And he said he was young and dumb. And I appreciate you so much. And, you know, they flash to the parents, his real dad, who was him, and then her parents. And then Wendy, for some reason, like, okay. again, looking at the camera, yeah, she runs right in front of their shot. And she's, like, running around in that circle. She does that kind of thing where she, like, trots with her feet and, like, runs in a circle and is moving her hands and flailing. Like, this is not your scene. And Juan looked at her, like, kind of, like, wait, who are you again? And then... <laughs> Giselle was like, move back, move back. I'm like, bitch, you're trying to be in the scene. You know this is the finale. This is their big scene. Get out of their fucking scene. And you're not even supposed to be that excited. Do you even know these people? I was like, I get being, you know, the excited friend, but I'm like, Wendy, like, they, we just met you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be that excited. Not so much so that you're running up and cutting off their pictures. People are trying to take pictures of him proposing. Or take video of it. I don't want to see this woman jumping around in her fake Chanel hat. <laughs> I'll try to get that out of it. Anyway, so anyway, so then Michael's petty ass goes, wait, did she say yes? She said yes? No, Michael. She said fucking no. And then Eddie was like, she let him put it on her finger, so I'm I think that's an affirmative. So then Michael's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, this man is so petty. I can't even do it. 
disgusting. I thought he was your guy. If he was your guy, you would want him to be happy and do what he wants. And if even if we're all saying this is not what he wants, he let him do it. Mm-hmm. That conversation that Michael has with him, first of all, there are no such thing as like personal space with Michael when he's lit. So he's all in his fucking face. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you can smell his breath. His the heat of his breath is on you. He's like, you're a good guy. You're my guy. And, like, I'm happy for you. Like, okay. I've stayed true to you the whole time. The whole time. And then Juan, like, pats him on the shoulder. Like, good luck, buddy. Like, good work. (laughs) Thanks. Good. Let me not even. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. So then Robin has a little trope line where's my fiance <laughs> I'm just like oh my god like how annoying but also I get it happy moment yeah I was excited to see her happy honestly this is the happiest I've, I feel like I've ever seen her so it's she deserves and she's been asking for this for a while so good for her so Michael said he's gonna have a shot Ashley's like hanging on to him like oh you're gonna have a shot and he's like, yeah, like, is that okay? And she's like, yeah. And, like, he kind of, like, his body language, he's not turning toward her. He's not trying to give her any time of day. Because she was thinking, like, she could hang around for the shot. She's like, oh, I guess it's only friends. Okay, like, I'm going to go. And, of course, his like, when he's talking to her, he's being hella dry. Yes. No. For sure. And we're talking to one. Yeah, let's take the shot together. Oh, yeah, baby. Again, light, eyes lighting up. Right. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have a shot. <laughs> when he's talking to her, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna have a shot. <laughs> he does this did a weird little move where he like shrieked like a little schoolgirl. Do you see what I'm talking? You know what moment I'm talking about? I don't think so. Wait, what did he do? When he was about to take the shot, he like takes puts the shot up in the air and then he like scrunches his shoulder up and he's like, <gasps> like that kind of <gasps> movement. I was like, what is happening? Michael, control yourself. We're out in public. Why did Ashley keep putting herself in situations for Michael to like shrug her off? <laughs> it's my is my question. And he was like, I can't wait. The part where he was streaking was when he was saying, like, I can't wait for your off air bachelor party. Woohoo! No cameras. I was right. like, oh. like Vegas? Yeah. I'm like, boom. Michael, you're a little too excited about this bachelor party. That is not even He's yours. But he's also excited to just cheat and have an excuse <laughs> in general. Exactly. He will be fucking multiple people over that weekend. He is going to get his fix. He's literally the friend you really don't want your husband to have. <laughs> I don't want a Michael Darby around my man at any capacity. He's one of those anything goes at a bachelor party type of guys. Because either he's going to sleep with my man or he's going to make my man sleep with somebody else. And either way, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for me. And you know what, everyone? I really wish it stopped there. I really did. But the the craziness did continue. And so the first person that they see at the door is Chris, as in, well, obviously, as in Candace's husband. Samuels is not here, clearly. And um, he lets them know, like, oh, like you missed like the engagement, like the main reason why we were here. And then Karen makes a pretty shady comment because, you know, she... Loki kind of loathes Robin. Um, she said, Juan uh, proposed to Robin. I'm really sorry that I missed it because I wanted to witness that. 
you know, this is a moment for Robin. She doesn't get a lot of moments. She don't get a lot, not at all. Yeah, she really does hate. She went, I mean, I don't disagree with her, but like she kind of like went in on Robin. <laughs> she does. She does get overshadowed a lot, but it's just the way she delivers it. Like I said, with the other fucking lines, like the way she talks about Robin, she doesn't get that tone of mad about anyone yeah. else. It's so crazy. I'm like, what did Robin do to you? Right. I don't know. That Giselle has. I think what's annoying is that like Robin is always getting overshadowed. Like, bitch, you're in the back and I'm in the front. You know what I mean? It's one of those. It's like Robin is always in the background of shit. So it's like I, if I gotta hear this shit from Giselle, whatever. But I damn sure ain't gonna hear no shit from your sidekick. I feel like that's probably why she has most. Anim- this is the only hypothesis why she has most animosity toward her. Because I think that would annoy me too. I'm like, bitch, you're like irrelevant. It's like. It's like Kathy from fucking New Jersey coming out your neck about something. It's like, girl, like, no one gives a fuck about you. Sit over there. You can't come for me if you're not important in your own right. Right, and I wish Karen would just handle her like that, but she doesn't. She handles her like she's relevant. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very peculiar. Karen's outfit was also peculiar. Um, and she was looking witchy-poo, but... <laughs> and she is wont to do... Um, this season, and everyone's saying I'm really happy. I wouldn't miss, ten- and then you know, Karen was like, I wouldn't miss tonight. I really felt like, you know, I had to be here. So they were like, okay, well, what happened with that flight? She's like, you know, I had mechanical problems. Maybe what didn't come across as honest and believable was Karen's insistence on that's what a real friend does. You didn't have to insert that in there. I don't think. I think you know it was the finale party and like it's your job to show up. <laughs> I don't know if it's because you're a real friend. You hate Robin, so what are you talking about? <laughs> right. And so she told everybody, like, you guys are already forgiven, like, and everyone's like, We're forgiven. We've been forgiven. It's crazy that they don't think they owe her any sort of apology for trying to fuck up her whole launch party. Right. And that's where I was back on Karen's. And that's why it's like, it's really hard for me to like completely like say fuck Karen because in, like in some instances this season, like they really have been attacking her. She has been a victim of the gang banging. And I'm like, you kind of, y'all did, well, at least Ashley owes her an apology because Ashley brought that gift to be shady. Ashley stirred the turd on that one. And also, not that Candace owes her an apology, but Candace, you should have enough wherewithal to know that it's not worth making a big deal of if Monique was going to make it if she didn't, if she wasn't there. But you had a conversation about something that never happened. You're talking to me about a hypothetical. And this is way after the fact that it happened. It's like, yo, if I'm doing this much, if you feel like I'm doing this much dirt against you, and then I'm really plotting your name. Stop fucking with me then. Stop hanging out with me. Stop trying to be my friend. If if, if everything that I do at this point is going to be questioned by you, and I'm speaking as if I'm caring. Like, if everything that I'm doing is going to be questioned by you, then don't be my friend. Candace, like, don't be her friend then. You feel like she's moving funny. Don't be her friend. That's it. And again, trying to catch her up on the timeline of the hours. You told me to come originally at, four, at 5.30, but... She- Regardless, she still asked Monique to come at four. It's five thirty-four. No, that's an hour and a half difference. Now, why Monique came so late that she only got to be there for twenty-two minutes is because she was getting dressed in that chinchilla, and that's her own business. <laughs> but regardless, 
<laughs> she tried to have the bitch there hours before so she could spend some time. And so even if you had come at 530, that's still an hour and a half. And again, she still would have been gone. Right. So what are we picking? And it's not a shock as to why she didn't tell either of them. I'm not going to tell Monique that I'm basically about to waste her time that I kind of want to kick her out before the bitches get here. One, she should already know that. And two, yeah, I don't, she's my friend, so I don't want to really hurt her feelings, but like I'm bringing you to this exclusive pre-opening <laughs> party time because I would want to see you. I would love your support, but none of the other bitches like you. So this is what we got to do now. And I'm not going to tell Candace because then Candace would it's really a shame because then Candace would have assumed that she was trying to set her up, which is what Candace ended up assuming anyway. So it's like, that was a real Dan if I do Dan if I don't situation. And so they were all ganging up on her. And and again, like this is an issue between Candace and Karen. We don't need Robin and Wendy and, and Giselle speaking and Ashley speaking on it. But what's so crazy is also Karen doing that whole, like, well, I've seen some things that made me change my mind. And Candace, I'm with her on the like, you were there. So it doesn't matter what you read or what the court document said. You literally saw it unfold before your very eyes. Are you not able to make yeah. an assessment based on that? That was bullshit, for sure. That makes no sense. Yeah. And so that's what had Candace obviously turn it up. And then so, you know, Candace, because she's super passionate, uh, emotional, whatever you want to call it. You know, she starts feeling her arms and her hands, and she's kind of tearing up and not really crying, but she's like, You were there, and yada, 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 etc., etc., etc. And so, Michael, because he's gone off of the so, like, let's hypothesize what he was on right now. Was it a pill? Was it pill work, or was it like cocaine? Definitely on Jack's, definitely on Coke, because yeah. Pails, absolutely not. Not this hectic. He was too hyper. It's definitely coke. Um, and then and that's why he needed the liquor. But like, he didn't drink it fast enough because he did not even out whatsoever. But he also had like a Corona, and then he had a shot, probably more than one shot, also of tequila. So he was mixing a lot of shit. <laughs> Let's just be clear. And tequila is not the liquor you need to. That's the upper of liquors. Tequila you need to take something else. Doesn't know how to behave. Okay. Tequila, she, you know, she's a bad bitch, and she and she knows it, and she has a very commanding presence. She doesn't mix well with other people. Okay, <laughs> he should have been sipping on like a cognac or something or a whiskey, but that's upsetting but, that he decided that tonight was the night for the upper of all liquors to go with his other right, upper, the most upper of the liquors, the one that doesn't behave well with anything else, let alone fucking beer, and it leads us to the moment. So he goes over to Chris. And I want to say he tapped him on the shoulder and Chris gave him such a look that if he was sober and has social cues, he would know that means back the fuck up. And just like he was with Juan earlier, he has no concept of personal space like right now. So he's too close. Even if you were a friend of mine, you're still too close. What was it like? Go get your wife. Yeah, like you need to go control her. You need to go get her. Right. Something along those Let lines. Let me just hold on so I can get the real, real verbatim. So he says, brother, you need to control your wife. First of all, brother? Oh? White man to white man, he said. <laughs> Second of all, control my wife? Then he says she's out of control. You need to control it. So he says control it twice. 
and I'll be also very cokey. He's on. He keeps repeating stuff. So right, anyway. you keep repeating stuff like I didn't hear you. You're already way close to my face. I can probably smell your breath, and I already know that you have the tendency to be touching people. And um, we already have our beef in the past, and you're you gross me out. Yeah, recipe for disaster, quite honestly. Um, and he also makes a weird comment with like, "It's not good for us." What do you mean? It's not good for us. Right. What are you trying to say? Again, the coke was talking. Um, and then it was just like, I'm also not going to sit here and have any white man. I mean, Chris is also a white man himself, but I'm also not about to have no other white man talk, talk about my black wife in such a way and say, I need to control her. What? I don't know if y'all are aware of the social implications of that, but that was to me super wild. It gave me very master vibes. <laughs> So Chris replies with, Michael, you should get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) Maybe Candace should be controlled, but you need to get the fuck out of my face. I know that much. And Michael says, was it Michael was like, shut the fuck up and listen to what I'm saying? Yeah, Michael's, I guess, trying to educate He's like, shut the fuck up. Brother to brother. What? And that's what Chris literally says, yo, what? (laughs) Because I just told you to get out of my face and and that's what you do? So then this is where I say, like, yes, Chris shouldn't have done this. He is kind of walking Michael back. He's not necessarily pushed. Well, I guess he is. His hand is on his chest. He's moving this man. And Michael is doing that thing where, like, you just, you obviously started this fight. So, like, but you're pretending like you didn't do it. So, like, you're putting your hand up. But everybody knows whoever does that is the person that probably started the fight. Um... Very much so a basketball when you're getting a foul and you do a backflip to prove the fact that, like, I was very much so <laughs> Right. He's like, call security, call security. Did you touch me? You're touching me. And so they, you know, the producers helpfully rewind for us. You're touching me. You're touching me. And the way Michael does his eyes. So right. Funny. He was looking like fucking Crash Bandicoot. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, he really played it up. Wow, he's he funny. Was really on some. He was in rare form. Like I said, he's like, "You're going down, you fucking idiot. You're going down." Does that not sound like a setup? Here's the problem with Michael. Throughout this whole thing, and obviously we'll talk about like verbatim what he says, but he's just really trying to paint himself as to be the victim. And I'm like, you cannot be the victim anymore to people, Michael. You're sullied. You're soiled. You're dirty. You're done in these streets. I don't give a fuck what happens to you at this point. I will never be able to see you as the victim. You've been the villain way too many times, sir. Also, Chris doesn't have a track record like you do. So I'm willing to give him the BOD in this case way before I'm like going to give it to Michael. Let's be clear. And I love a good villain, but he has no redeeming quality. So unfortunately, Michael, I can't even humanize And you, you. started the fight. Why are you coming up to me talking about I need to control my wife? Right, and people were talking about Candace instigated. No, that's what instigating is. When you walk up to someone vicious, like, with so much energy, and you're telling them, shut the fuck up, listen to me, you need to control your bitch. That's instigating somebody. I need to control my wife, and I give you a motherfucking response. I say, you should get the fuck out of my face. And then you said, shut the fuck up and listen? Oh, no, 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 no. I gave you a a clean directive that said, you're pressing on my boundaries. (laughs) And technically, just like a hair flick, you touched me first. You touched yeah. me on my shoulder. He you made this a physical conversation. Space. Those are two fouls. 
So, you know, everybody's like, what the hell's going on with my husband? And da 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 you're going down, you stupid motherfucker, is what Michael's... And at one point, he's screaming at him that he's a bald motherfucker. And I'm like, are wow, you? pop me, yeah, kettle. Are you kidding me? He's like, you're going to fuck me down. When he's like, Eddie, get out. Just because you decided to keep that George Jefferson around the rim hair does not mean you were not bald. <laughs> when he's like, Eddie, get out of this shit. Baby, you got on white. Shut up. Anyway, um, no one's checking for Eddie. Let's be very clear. Relax, okay? Right. She wanted to have her sound bite where she was getting her husband as well. And as Wendy is good for doing, she grabs the drink out of Michael's head just like she did the wine out of Candace's to de-escalate it. She is good for grabbing a drink before it gets used. Which is great. Thank you. So Chris has the craziest look on his face. I'm really, it's really hysterical because he looks very perplexed and pissed off. Um, and Candace goes over to try to ascertain like what's going on, and she's telling him like like he's not worth it. Like him, like come on, it's not worth it. Michael is still over there on the other side, hollering, saying this guy hit me, this guy, and everyone's like who? And he's like this guy pushed me. So he's talking to Ashley, and he's like this guy pushed me, and she's like who pushed you? First he said he hit me, and then he said he pushed me. So which is it? One and two. He was like, Chris, whatever his name is. The guy with the unsuccessful restaurant. I was like, I know he's not talking. What happened to Oz? Yeah. If we're talking toe for toe. Kettle moment. I'm like, so you called him bald, but you're sitting here bald as fuck. And he said unsuccessful restaurant. You literally had to close down yours. At least his is still open. Right. He's the alleged GM and nothing more. Sure. But at least it's still open. And Ashley with her super large forehead says what do you mean he pushed you <laughs> and he just keeps saying he pushed me because he's literally on coke and then ashley goes oh you want to talk shit about monique though right i thought that was kind of weird because it's like the fight wasn't with candace and somebody else the fight was with chris and michael and it's like ashley why are you always believing michael why do you give Michael the benefit of the doubt ever? I know he's your husband. I know. But he's been linked to way too many scandals for us to ever really give him the BOD. She felt like she had to protect and defend him tonight because he was incoherent. So she brings up so as soon as she has nothing to do with this and she brings up a person that is not even here. Okay, fine. And she's so obsessed with trying to make Candace look as if she started this whole thing. I mean, of course, that's part of her daily ritual talking to Monique and the propaganda she listens to. So she is so ready to just villainize her in any way, shape, or form. And you were literally sitting right there with her when this whole thing happened. And if her husband decided to swing, they're two different people. I feel like that's also a huge housewife's theme is like, you either link the husband, they try to blame the wife for the husband's actions and they're one unit, or they're two different people and you have to treat the wife based on how she treats you versus the way the husband does. That happens too often on these shows. It's just bizarre because like, Ashley was in the bathroom during the fight. Like, how did Ashley really pick a side? <laughs> Karen picking a side was like wild, but Ashley picking a side was super wild. You were not there for any of the fight. So how are you going to say, Monique, you can't... If anybody could bring up a self-control argument and wants to bring up petty shit like that, it can't be you. How would you know? You didn't see anything. And again, you started that fight, okay? I will rest until everyone knows that Ashley was the one that technically started that Monique and Candace fight. 
it was like Danielle yeah. saying to like Dolores, like, oh, so they sleep together with two of you? <laughs> it was like, that's basically what Ashley did. She's like, oh, so y'all two are still friends? So y'all are cool now? And then she walked away and went to the bathroom, quote unquote. <sighs> so anyway, she said, oh, so Monique has no self-control. Then we see Karen promptly skirting out past the fight, might I say. Skirting out of the event. She's like, come on, Ray. This is beneath us. Um, She's like, I barely want to come to this fucking event. I get here. And as soon as I get here, some bullshit. But the fact that she literally is pushing past the bitches that are screaming is really hysterical to me. Um, Also, Michael is looking dead. Candace dead in the eyes like, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. What does Candace have? Candace will not go to jail for this. What are you talking about? Again, the coke is talking for him. But you want to cry when your wife gets hands put on her for acting like a fool. I'm, uh, I'm filing suit against your man. First of all, Giselle has Michael yanked and yoked up. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> no, I didn't. literally pulling the fucking back of his collar. This is the point where Juan pulls mm-hmm. him aside and says, bro, chill out. Chill out, bro. He's like, stop. Stop it. Stop! <laughs> and Michael did calm down a little bit. I will, I will give it that. Which fuels the rumors that I have swirling around in my head even more. But um, he did calm down some. And I guess at that point, Candace and Chris decide to walk out of the party. And Michael can be seen bashing Chris and Candace in the party saying that he's a low-life redneck. <laughs> and then that prompted me to be confused because remember Candace was trying to sell that narrative that he came from money. So is he not coming from money, which he doesn't seem to have, so I never believe that narrative anyway? Or is he this, quote, low-life redneck that Michael wants him to be? Again, pot, meat, kettle. First of all, Michael literally has a redneck. And two, you're Australian. You're from the great outdoors. You are about as redneck also as anybody else here, okay? Any other white man here. So let's let's stop it. He's like trying to white man shame Chris. It's like, <laughs> but it's you're like white every man single too. insult he threw at Chris, I'm like, bro, like you too. Like, <laughs> I was just like, you're not even going for valid shit. So. We'll talk about the behind the scenes with Michael in a minute, but Candace and Chris are standing by the door. I don't know why they haven't really left yet, per se, but they see Karen and, you know, Ray. Ray is just there for the ride, so he's not even worth mentioning, but Karen just hugs Candace, and she's like, you know, trying to have a moment with her. Candace wasn't having it. Um... She hugged her back, but, like, in her professional, she said something, right? Like, one of those classics, our relationship will never be the same. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe in this case, it's valid, because if I saw the bitch promptly walking past me, actually telling me, excuse me, so she could walk out the door (laughs) while I'm getting slandered in the streets, yeah. I might have to say something. I might have to... They had their little moment in the hallway, but it was not nearly as much love as she would have showed, Monique. Exactly. You didn't even defend me at all in this. You, I was with you. So you know I had no part in this. And you didn't even, like, give a fuck to say anything. If you were truly neutral, you would have still been helping me out and defending me against Ashley. You don't even like Ashley. Clearly, you don't like me either. 
And then, so we also see Michael behind the scenes. He goes into, like, what was this? Like, the producer room or something like that? Like, where he wasn't supposed to be. It's, like, an off-limits room. Everyone's trying to get him out of there. They're, like, bro, like... So... And he's just, like, spazzed now. People are trying to touch him, like, basically, but, like, to kind of guide him away from the area that he's not supposed to be in. And he's like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And he's, like, looking at you, like, what are they doing here? And she's like, they're doing their job. They're producing this show. Like, you're saying they're not doing what the fuck they're supposed to be doing. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. What are you doing as the talent? All the more reason as to why I'm saying this man is fully coked the fuck up. They went to Flo- They went on a vacation to the Bahamas the next day. Had an amazing vacation. Relationship stronger than ever. Baby coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> you would never think after Michael does all of that and security comes to get him and carry him out and he hits security and has to be carried out and they're in that hallway and she's looking at him like you're embarrassing the fuck out of me fucking relax I'm on the job look at you that they would go to the Bahamas the next day and have an amazing 10 day like, vacation wow I couldn't believe he hit security I couldn't believe he took it to that point point like that's Are they crazy. gonna get fired because like this is like ridiculous this man is who can He's control him? Assaulted crew, like not even just like randoms, like crew members. He's like a threat to the crew, like habitually. <laughs> He's not gonna get fired anytime soon. People have gotten fired for less. Nah, so I'm confused. Ashley's like, and if I acted that way, you would have been so pissed at me. And whoever he's on the phone with. I was confused who he was calling. Very, very, very cokey. You need to deal with the aftermath of what you've done. Hmm. He can he give a care. shit. This is truly the most... It's bizarre if you didn't realize that he was on coke. If you weren't willing to believe that. But I know that he did a rail. I know that on good authority, allegedly, that he did a rail, allegedly, before he came to this party. Because this behavior is very cokey. He just had a full Jacks episode. He really did. He really, really did. Um, I don't remember what anyone else's card said. Was there anything that was important to note? Robin said that she was building a home in the DMV and the taxes were not holding her back. Okay. Um, that'll be interesting to see that home. Again, hopefully she stays employed on this show to pay the bills. And they show her dancing and getting her freak on and everyone's loving this on Instagram and stuff. It was funny. She was really feeling it. She drops it to the ground like it's hot. You see, you know, her spanks underneath. It's whatever she's right. here. And then they talk about Giselle and Jamal be still, you know, going strong. And their daughters are finally, quote, more accepting of their relationship. Fat chance. <laughs> I mean, Wendy's whole card is about her mother loving her and accepting her, even though she wants her to still so be a brother. Also, for Giselle, they also mentioned that she's never moving in with Jamal and that he'll continue to be in her phone. Which, like, yeah. We knew that. And there's also this weird moment, I don't know if you remember this, where Ashley's standing watching him on the dance floor and her eyes are zoned out and she's, like, swaying from side to side. It was the drunkest shit I've she ever seen. She was super drunk or she, maybe she did, like, half a rail or something. I don't know. They were both, like, there was something. It was she was really just staring at them. It was so. It was and her body was swaying. It's that definitely that drunk where you think you're standing still. And you're definitely going from side to side. And you have no idea. Yeah. It was upsetting for her, but no one else's cue cards were that interesting. I mean, Monique has her final interview, which I found extremely interesting. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So the producers asked her what's happening with the case, and she explains that. The case has been thrown out. 
because they looked at the footage that Bravo had and they decided that it was not an attack. And she's so, the way her body is, the way she's like swinging her shoulders, and she looks happy, and she's like, ah, like I fucked that bitch up, and I gotta win it. Like she's doing mm-hmm. all of that. And she was like, and you asked and you got dragged, and she cracks herself up, and she's knee slapping, hand clapping. It's the funniest thing she's ever heard is that she asked to get dragged, and she dragged her. And then her final card says, Monique has still not spoken to Candace, but she did write a song inspired by the incident called, quote, Drag Queens, end quote. She also published a potty training book, which is not relevant. But yeah, and so her lawyers got her out. I mean, you get what you pay for I love that Candace called her lawyers trash ass lawyers when it's like they actually right, did their job and excellently. They might be the Johnny Cochran of lawyers because I don't know how anyone could see that fucking footage and not feel like Candace um, <laughs> was 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 attacked. was attacked. I don't get how they said it was equal. Candace might have said some slick shit, but she was firmly on her side of the table. <laughs> Monique physically reached across the table and flipped the bitch's hair twice. And what I think the angle that Monique's lawyers were taking was exactly what Candace said, which is that it was reality TV fodder. And that's why they asked Ashley to make that statement, talking about something else that happened on the show in a different season, to say, like, look, this is all just part mm-hmm. of the plot. And it just naturally came to this where she got yoked up because, like, that's how the plot goes. She was always going to get it. It just happened to be me type of thing. And what an angle. And they nailed and it. That's what you pay lawyers to do. Right. We're not going to make a mockery of the justice Which, and entertain Side this. note, ironic. It's pretty much its own mockery, but it's fine. Who is your housewife on display for this finale? Michael. Hands, hands, down. hands down. It's Michael Darby, bitch. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> you might have had all these other people fooled. Uncle Lump. Sheila. But you didn't have me fooled. Buddy. And the reunion, I mean, we have so much to look forward to. Monique in his binder, full of whatever. I do like that she brings up Jamal and that his dick has been around Atlanta. Because... The odds that her brother that works for her and that runs her social media pages is the one who made this binder. <laughs> That's cool. I guess if you have henchmen, why Literally not? Literally henchmen. That's who Monique's people are. They're henchmen. <laughs> I'm just like, they're paid people. These are not people... Uh, (laughs) they're just paid people to do what she needs them to do so that she could be a reality TV star which is why it would really be funny if she got fired because it's like you put all of this work into being a reality TV star and then got fired yeah I can't tell if she's trying to come to this reunion and burn it to the ground and just say fuck it I don't care if I get fired or if she's trying to redeem herself and say like this is why I'm in the right and she's in the wrong probably redeem herself she's a Libra she cares about people's opinion of her only time can tell if she's really gonna get fired or not I doubt it I doubt it if we haven't heard rumblings by now. But I don't know. What do you think? I think there's still time. They usually don't they usually don't make any casting decisions before the reunion. Dorinda was in very different example because she misbehaved in reunion, so they had to explain her <laughs> away. But I don't I don't think we know anything about casting for a minute anyway. But I am interested to see how they move forward because I don't know if it can go on like this. Somebody has well, to go and somebody right, has we can't to be go on it. with nobody wanting to record scenes with the bitch i'm like i don't want to see monique on her own it's just all gonna make this one of her moments like it's either monique or me yuck i mean she could do that she could and she could get get away with it but i just want to make it clear that that doesn't necessarily make me happy (laughs) because i don't really appreciate it at all but it's fine it was a good episode michael gave us what we needed honestly give him a fucking champagne glass at this point (sighs) 
He's definitely the eighth house. Literally. I don't get Sharice's cameo because she didn't do anything, but. They literally, she was on the couch in that one scene and she was like, I'm going to go to the bar. I was like, no, bitch, there was no room for you in this scene. So, and Karen had to sit down. So you I'm have about to, to say, the producer was like, get up. <laughs> this is plot. You got to move. Plot here. You got to go. You know the drill. Come on. They didn't bring Sharice back? Question mark? I don't know. No, there's no need. <laughs> Are there any close? No, not on the brow. I will say that just the Erica Jane plot thickens. I've seen like some news coverage of her mm. scamming, and they're really using every scene in the show against her. <laughs> every time they like, you know how in the news they'll show that montage for you to be able to like understand mm. the person. Every scene <laughs> is incriminating. Like her song fuck. itself is incriminating. It's expensive to be me. I know they're using the Mykonos shot. That kind of sucks. That's kind of how they got Teresa and Joe also. It's how they got Bobby Shmurda. They didn't listen to his music. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people kind of telling themselves. But, yeah, I was hearing he had embezzled upwards of $20 million. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's always an old shit. I'll say Giuseppe went to jail for less. And got deported for that. It's just crazy because it's like when you hear that, you know they have to pay that back, don't they? He's like funneling it through her brand, her company, whatever it is, like EJ Enterprises mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck she's calling it, so that the money can't be taken from him because they, ca- I guess they kept checking in, asking. Obviously, once it was settled, and it takes months to settle the case and all that, and so he had the money for months before they were actually supposed to give it to the victims or years even. So he was just using it. So when it was time to pay the piper. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll get it to you next week. One of those type of things. But the money was in EJ Enterprises, so they can never get it from him. Wow. I would pay upwards of $10 to see the footage of the moment that he sat down with her and said, the house of cards is up. We're broke. <laughs> and we still have to make it in the meantime, so we have to do more illegal things to make ends meet. In the and meantime. you better hope you're staying on this show because this is, this is going to be your only valuable check. We're, Kill. like, broke. And like we're criminals at this point, and because we're criminals, now we have to pay back our brokenness, <laughs> which will make us even more broke. You know what I mean? Because it's not just like we're broke; we just got to start from the ground up, babe. It's we're broke. We got to fight for our life in court and all these lawyer fees, and we're gonna have to pay back some sort of restitution. The only check that's gonna clear that's not gonna be seized. There. So your business, you can't go out and do a concert right now in COVID. So we're fucked on that end. And that's ironic because that's this is what we've been found the money for, for this career. We were really relying on them Broadway checks, but unfortunately they had to close Damn. that down early. You just get hit after hit. Yo, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> <laughs> when it rains, it really does pour, man. So yeah, the plot thickens on that and I'm living for that case. I wanted them to seize her accounts and this show is like, her, how much she was spending or what. She was flying the bitches coming. first class, wasn't she? Yeah, if not private with her. <laughs> what does Mikey have to say about any of this? That his checks are already clear, so don't come right. looking for him. I thought I was making an honest living. You can't take my shit. Did he think he was making an honest living? I told you something was up because I'm pretty sure Mikey that one knew. particular scene when her doorbell wasn't working. <laughs> I was like, why wouldn't she get that fixed? And the glam has been slipping. I don't think she can afford what she was affording. The level of a glam. 
It's a facade. And it was slipping. We could all see it. We knew her glam wasn't right. It's because she was fucking broke, dude. But I don't feel bad. This is what I want from the ladies on the show. I'm sorry. I love to see an arc like this. It's just unreal don't because it literally show, happens time and time right. again. I'm like, when we all bitches learn from each other. It's like you get on this show because you're trying to be built up this facade because you're broke, but you need real money. But then it's like, you also have to like have money to be on a show and like be relevant. So then you do this scheming and scamming. But then because you're scheming and scamming and you're in the public eye that like you get caught. It's just like a... A yeah. vicious cycle. There is not if a chance wants of to fucking hell on that, that we're going to see cast, this on the show. Hear me out, Andy Cohen. <laughs> you need to demand that she covers this shit on the fucking show if she wants to remain on the fucking show. Otherwise, I don't want. If she's not allowed to pull that, it's legal. I can't speak about it. She's not allowed to. I want to hear her in her deadpan voice pretend like she's not really in the situation she is in. Now, I know not everyone's a good actress like motherfucking Teresa Judice. <laughs> yeah I don't know what's going on I don't know <laughs> I need either I don't, I'm not gonna get that level of acting from her but I need to see it you know how she tries to have those relatable moments in her confessionals I'd love to just see her in a confessional with like the champagne like she's still rich and be like we're fucking broke okay <laughs> I would have no choice but to stand and I've never said that about her I would have absolutely yeah. no choice I have a feeling she will absolutely not do that unfortunately unfortunately <laughs>